From True Africa, I'm Claude Renitsky, and this is Limitless. In this episode, we're talking to diaspora Africans who've returned to the continent. You know, a lot of times we're, we're at a disadvantage because we come in thinking that we know and we actually don't. When repats come back on the continent, they have more confidence. Nkrumah was a repat, so I, can, I consider myself in good, good company. Welcome to Limitless, the podcast that asks the questions that matter for Africa. We're looking for African solutions to African problems. In each episode, we're asking three guests one question that matters to Africans. And, no surprise, they don't always agree. The Limitless podcast is supported by the U.S. Department of State and the Scenefire Foundation. Many diaspora Africans are choosing to return to the continent. They're keen to seize opportunities back home. Many of these returnees, known as repats, are highly educated and skilled. But do the repats' foreign university degrees and CVs give them an advantage? Or is adjusting to life back home a brutal process? Our first guest is Rebecca Anonchong, a Cameroonian entrepreneur who moved in her teens to the U.S. She now lives back in Cameroon. She has set up technology businesses in the U.S., U.K., Canada, as well as many African countries. So, Rebecca, do you feel that these repats have an unfair advantage? Um, actually, I think that many times the, the repats are at a disadvantage um, compared to those who stayed locally. Um, the advantage that the repats might have is that if they're starting a business, they might have um, easier access to financing from the outside, for instance. Um, but, but in actually doing business within the um, country, I think, you know, a lot of it is because of this illusion that we have when we're um, repats is that we, we feel somehow superior because of our exposure to um, um, foreign or, you know, Western um, uh, education or, or, or having worked and lived overseas. But, um, but you know, a lot of times we're, we're at a disadvantage because we come in thinking that we know and we actually don't, um, you know, even though we might go back to our, our home country on a regular basis for vacations and things like that. Um, um, we really don't understand the environment until we're really in the middle of it. And, and I personally um, experienced that because, you know, I'd been, you know, I, I was born and, and raised in Cameroon, um, left um, to finish my education and then um, worked and started a business um, in the U.S. And, and I decided to open my company in various countries like overseas. And I didn't start with, with Cameroon. Um, I didn't start with Cameroon only because I understood that it would be more challenging um, and so uh, we opened um, branches in Canada, in, um, in the UK, um, in France, before even um, touching the African continent. And so, you know, when I went to set up the company in Cameroon, like it was so different. I mean, I always feel like when I got to the country, I was schooled. It's like, uh-huh, you think you know it, but you don't. So it's a very humbling experience for sure. What was so different about it? What was so different about the reality of, of being back in that kind of environment? 
Well, you know, I think because we we also, from a business standpoint, other than the, you know, some of the differences in the way, um, you know, some of the rules and, and things like that, um, one of the things that really struck me is that I think especially having um, started my business in the U.S., when you do business um, in many countries, you know, it's a win-win. So you go into a contract, um, you know, you go into an agreement with a, with another company and it's supposed to be, we both win, right? Or a partnership. It's a, you know, we both get something positive out of it. And I felt like the attitude when I got, and this took me years and years and years to figure out um, after living in, 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 in Cameroon for many years is that, it's assumed that one of the um, people in an agreement is going to get, um, I don't want to use the word that I was going to use, but it's going to get, um, it's going to be at a disadvantage. The, so they see it as a zero sum game is what you're saying. Ultimately. Yeah. So, so it's really going into, you know, there's really very little trust um, in doing business. Also like understanding um, in, in, you know, I, I often say when you go to Yaoundé, the capital, the when when you're in a meeting with a minister or authorities, you come out of there and you really think you're just like, oh my God, what a great meeting! And then nothing happens after that. It's like you just what happened, you know? And you know, after you know, I I went in uh, to a meeting uh, with an authority after that with with um, a colleague that had really, you know, stayed in, in Cameroon. And um, his interpretation of the meeting was completely different from mine. Um, because I guess there's there's like a different, you need you almost need like a, a, a new dictionary um, to understand some of the terms and what people really mean. Um, it's very different from, from the US experience for sure. My next guest is Gabriel Curtis. He was Minister for Public-Private Partnerships in Guinea until the military coup on September 5th last year. He actually lived in the U.S. before coming back to work in the Guinean government. Here's our conversation. So, do you think that repats have an unfair advantage? I think when repats come back on the continent, they have more confidence. They feel more confident about their knowledge, they may feel more confident about their, their experiences. And sometimes um, their diplomas or their experience is valued sometimes more than the, the, those that have evolved um, locally. But that said, when you start working and when you start collaborating with people that have stayed on a continent, you can see, like everywhere else, that you have some very good people, some average and and some not so good. The advantage tend to tend to lessen as uh, you you spend time on the continent. But it's true. The perception is that people that come from abroad, everything that comes from abroad is is better. But which is not necessarily the case. There are people here that are uh, as good or, or sometimes even better because they understand uh, how things work here and they are as intelligent or even or sometimes even more because they're more tuned to uh, the realities on the terrain. But uh, the repats generally come back with uh, a little bit more confidence. And that sometimes make, uh, make the difference. Have I answered your question? Absolutely. Absolutely have answered it. When you 
decided to come back to work in Guinea, how do you feel you were treated as, as, as a repat? Some people actually uh, commended me for, for coming back, for leaving my position to come and serve the country. Some people found that admirable. Others were a bit wary. They were asking themselves, you know, why would you leave uh, your position? Why would you leave uh, everything that you had and come back here? And some actually question your ca capacity also and saying, you know, maybe you were not good enough over there and you came back, you come back here to get something better. And, uh, but overall, the, the appreciation was, was very good. It also depends uh, if you decide to come back, how you treat people and how you, um, you choose to work uh, with, with people. I think uh, a level of humility is necessary. Uh, when you come back, you don't know everything. Uh, there's a lot you don't know, so you have to treat people like you would do everywhere else, uh, fairly, decently, and with respect. So if you do that, you will get um, a, great, a great welcoming. Perhaps might you be able to give us an example of when you felt you had a disadvantage as a repat? Yes, because uh, you don't have a network here. You don't have an established network. So you don't know people from, uh, you know, from high school or from uh, college. Personal relationship do count, at, at least uh, for Guinea. It is very important to establish a personal relationship with people to sometimes get what you want uh, or to achieve results. And also another disadvantage is that there are things that are lost in translation. You may be from the country, you may know the culture, but when you've lived abroad, you have certain codes and certain way of operating. And when you come back here, there are certain cues that you cannot read. And that puts you uh, sometimes at disadvantage. Our third guest is Nicola Martefio, the creator of the TV series An African City, which follows four women who are repats themselves. Nicole decided to relocate to Accra in Ghana from the U.S. a decade ago. So, Nicole, repats, do you think they have an unfair advantage? Okay, so honestly, that, that question sounds odd to me. I mean, the word unfair. I mean, going, going abroad to see new things and gain new experiences, that's, that's a great thing, and no one should be shamed for that. Well, would you personally consider yourself to be a repat? <laughs> I, mean, I, do, I, I am. I consider myself. I was born in Ghana, um, but when I was three months old, my family and I moved to London. Um, and then when I was five or six, we moved to New York. So yeah, um, and I, I came back in in 2012. Um, so I've been back for about 10 years. And yeah, I consider myself a repat. And Nkrumah was a repat. So I, can, I consider myself in good, good company. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you kind of feel coming back in 2012? And what was actually like to return to your birthplace. Yeah. I mean, again, I think we sometimes glorify being abroad because it's not so much about what I learned abroad that I could bring here. It's also about what I can learn here that complements what I learned abroad, right? Um, but coming here, I just, for me, it's just, it's my happy place. Um, I'm treated how I see myself. Um, I love that my last name has meaning here. 
right? I say amatifio in America and I'm met with an awkward, um, um, can you spell that please? You know, I say amatifio yeah. <laughs> here and I'm met with, hey, which side? The amatifio is from Jamestown or where, you know? <laughs> yes. So as somebody who returned a decade ago, you're saying that you were embraced as if you'd never left and, and, and it's, there's no kind of distinction truly between those who never left and those who left and came back. Well, sure. I mean, of course, sometimes when many Ghanaians assume I'm American um, and when I tell them I'm, I'm actually, I, I was born in Ghana, my last name is Amatefio, um, there's some shock. Um, but it's okay. It's it's also shock that turns into celebration. It's you're one of us. Oh my God. Um, so again, yes, most people think I'm American, um, but that's okay. What I've come to learn is there there's a diverse way to be Ghanaian. Yes. And I, and I don't say that just to be you know you know toxic positivity. Like I really I really mean that. There's a diverse way to be Ghanaian, and I'm I'm a Ghanaian who was born on this soil raised abroad and now I'm back. That's the type of Ghanaian I am. And that's that's a type of Ghanaian that many of my peers are. And that's okay. Yeah, I say that because, you know, obviously Togo is right next door to Ghana. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. what I find is that, you know, a lot of Ghanaians who've done very well outside of Ghana have returned to Ghana, mm -hmm. some just for a few years and some have settled back there, you know. And like Togo, for instance, a lot of the Togolese in the diaspora have not returned to Togo. Yeah. Well, something, I, oh, something, well, that just reminds me of something. Um, something I will give America is that America teaches their people, their citizens, that whatever they dream they can achieve, right? So that's been instilled in my being since I was a kid. So I came back to Ghana with that, right? I came back to Ghana knowing I can dream big and that I can actually make those big dreams happen. So that's something I will say, being raised in America teaches you to be a dreamer. When you bring that back to Ghana, you feel like you can do anything, and you can. I so enjoy talking to three very different kinds of repats. A government minister in Guinea, a tech entrepreneur in Cameroon, and a film director in Ghana. They all thought about their journey back home slightly differently. I found that fascinating. And I also loved hearing about how they combine all their different identities. What's sure is that the ways in which you can be African really are, well, limitless. Thanks for listening. To find out more, visit www.trueafrica.co slash limitless or follow True Africa on Facebook and Twitter. Join in the conversation using the hashtag Limitless Africa. You've been listening to Limitless. I'm Claude Grinitsky. The Limitless podcast is a production of True Africa. This podcast is made possible with a grant from the U.S. Department of State and the Scenefire Foundation.